Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. What's that you hear, friends? The opening theme to Jaws, perhaps? Yes, our latest installment of So I Married a Movie Geek. I am Chrissy McQueen, and we have Justin Winters, and we just saw Jaws. I can't believe I've never seen this before. I don't even know what to say. I feel like, I, I, I feel chagrined. I, I, it's no, just, you don't. I do. No, you don't. I do feel chagrined. This is but like the third time I've tried to watch this movie with you, and every time you've had an excuse, so... You're on a podcast now. What is your excuse for taking all this time to watch it? Well, honestly, this is going to sound terrible, but what the hey? I have some sort of weird vendetta against things that were shot in the 60s and 70s. As a kid, I didn't like books that had like pictures from you the 60s You don't like the 80s, 70s. either. I didn't like like TV shows. I hated Swiss Family Robinson because I think it's that washed-out cinematography that just bothers me for some reason. Okay, and you don't like uh, stuff that's made in the 80s. You've said this on the podcast before, so... No, I'm not saying I don't like the 80s as an entirety. No, you don't like 80s movies. And now you just said that you didn't like 60s or 70s movies, so... What what's up? What's your deal, man? I like the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 90s, and so on. <laughs> no, what's your reasoning behind that? Honestly, I, well, I'm admitting that there isn't any real reasoning behind it. It's just that it, it started out as a weird little tick as a kid that I didn't like the washed-out cinematography at all, so I just kind of chucked the whole decade. And I didn't have uh, parents who made me watch anything, really, you know, cinematic, and I didn't have siblings, and my friends were into TV, so I, I just kind of, it was very easy to check out of a whole couple decades there of movies. Wow. That's really sad. Probably. But I saw it now. <laughs> Definitely. Yay! Not probably. Definitely. Well, no, I say probably because it's always still around, as evidenced by how I can see it now in my mid-20s. Mid to late 20s, as the case may be. <laughs> Hush. Okay. Hush, Justin. Hush. All right. So what do you think of Jaws? It was better than I expected it would be. I have a problem when people hype up movies so much that, the, you know, they're just at this, like, apex of greatest movie of all time. And then you see it and you're like, eh, really? What's with the hype? Really? It's, it looks all washed out. I, I totally... No, I won't watch this movie. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was a stupid childhood tick that just kind of carried on. Okay. Well, I would like to announce that one time I tried to get you to watch the movie, and you watched the first scene and said, Oh my gosh, the girl, the girl that gets killed first is named Chrissy? I, I can't watch this. Dude, a blonde chick named Chrissy dies in the first five minutes. And I didn't say, I can't watch this. I noted that, and then shortly thereafter fell asleep. Big difference. I just imagine myself from now on watching every movie I see. If there's a character in the first couple you know, minutes of the movie that's named Justin and who dies, I'm just going to walk out of the theater. And I just <laughs> hope that you know that rule now that I've set. 
from now, you know, till the future. No, but there's a big difference here. If you walk out of the theater, it's a lot different than just falling asleep, which is, you know, so much more innocuous. Yeah, I rely on you to fall asleep during movies. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, I'm a 75-year-old woman living in a mid to late 20-year-old body. Yeah, we've already established that. 75. I'm- I'm not going to watch those old movies from the 80s and the 70s. Those are washed out. No, my reasoning for not enjoying 80s movies, let me rephrase that. I actually do enjoy them once I see them. But for not reaching out to go see 80s movies is different. I feel like it's like a a bubble in time, a pink bubble of bubblicious that's going to pop in your face and has some sort of synth music in the background. Like, it's fun, yay, but there's so many other things I would rather see. Yeah, like the same movie a hundred times. Shut up. In a row or Titanic is a totally different story. Okay, so um, what were your, you know... Observations. you, You said you liked it a lot more than you thought you did. This is true. And I think a lot of that uh, credit should go to Roy Scheider, who I genuinely enjoy as an actor. Although, no matter what I see him in, he's always Fosse to me. Mm-hmm. And so I was calling him Fosse throughout the movie. I was like, Fosse, don't do that. Or Fosse, you're going to drown. Or whatever it was that I was yelling at the screen for. Wait, wait. You've seen that movie? Yeah. Wow. All That Jazz great movie. Well, it, it wasn't made in the 90s. So. Doesn't matter. It's about Broadway. <laughs> totally different. Okay. Um, so what did you like about the movie other than the main character was also in all oh, that jazz? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, not the main character, the actor. I feel like it was ahead of its time, to be honest with you. Uh, for being uh, a mid-70s movie, it, it didn't feel like a mid-70s movie. Uh, and that credit, I'm sure, goes to Steven Spielberg. It was one of those things where it's just like, hey, you know what? This movie stands the test of time. It's not more... I didn't watch it and feel like, this is a 70s movie. And so I actually really enjoyed well, it. Could you please stop, like, compartmentalizing movies by decade? Like, just stop doing that. Just watch a movie for being in a movie and not say, okay, what movie are you watching? Which, which decade is it from? And th- then I will, you know, have preconceived notions about it. By that, you know, time period of things. No, I'm, I, I'm saying that I enjoyed it simply because it defied that. Let's face it, a lot of movies, no matter what decade they're, decade they're from, don't stand the test of time. And I feel like this one did. I'm giving the film a compliment. Okay. Well, in what way did you think it did that? Well, first of all, the effects of um, the shark, or should I say various sharks that they used in production, were pretty spectacular for its time. Um Minus there was like I think one scene where the shark was really up in one of the one of the guy's faces and it looked kind of fake. But with the exception of that, the the mechanical jaw that they used, the way they had it, you know, bite the whole of the boat and attack people was frightening. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect to be a, as frightened as I was by it because I mean you hear stories people go oh I see jaws and I never want to swim in the water ever again. Ah! But I didn't expect to be impressed by the effects, and I was. Do you think that? Um, do you think that if you would have seen it as a kid, would have it affected you um, and um, swimming in the ocean? Yes. Well, I don't swim in the ocean anyway. But yes. <laughs> there again, there's a problem. Why? Huh? Why is there a problem about swimming in the ocean? Not everybody swims in the ocean. Oh, you're just missing out. You're missing out on lots of fun. I'm missing out on pollution in my hoo ha. And great white sharks that might come and bite you yeah right see what am i missing out on nothing 
Well, uh, this movie sensationalizes uh, sharks uh, just a bit. You think? Um, but it's scary, man. True. It frightened a lot of people. I wonder how many people this has affected in terms of um, they're too scared to go in the ocean. Well, now here's like a- 35 years later. It's got to be like widespread, like across the globe. People are still thinking, okay, how far can I go in without being subjected to being eaten? That's alive? probably true. Yeah. But I have to say, and I might be the only person or one of very few people who saw the movie and felt this way, mm-hmm. I kind of started to feel sorry for the shark. Not even started to, pretty much from the get go after, uh, after they killed that, um, what kind of shark was it? The wrong shark? The tiger Hi- shark. They killed the tiger shark, you know, because they thought that that was the real shark that was doing all the maiming and murdering. But even from, like, that point on, I was like, oh, poor shark. This is sending a bad message. This is going to make people want to go hunt sharks. No. that This makes you want to go hunt sharks? No, but I'm not a hunter or a fisherman. Uh, Don't you think it was sad when they kept harpooning him? No, because he was kind of an a-hole. This shark was an a-hole. <laughs> it was an a-hole shark? <laughs> yes. Hey, a-hole shark. Well, because he didn't stop at the, you know, the the young girl named Chrissy. He just kept going and going. He wanted to eat everyone on that island. He did eat the dog. On the weekend of 4th of July. Like, he's an opportunistic a-hole shark. You want to talk about opportunistic a-hole shark, let's talk about the mayor. Because you just described him in in his entirety as a character. They can both be bad. The shark can be bad for eating, you know, everyone up. And then the mayor, or what do we call him? Mayor... Mayor McAnchor talks or Mayor McAnchor sports coat. What was wrong with that sports coat with <laughs> yeah. anchors all over it? Dude, he's the mayor of Amity. He's got to have some kind of, you know, bling bling. Bling bling. <laughs> that was his bling bling. Yeah. But he wore it every single day to every single function, too. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yes, he did. Or maybe he had just multiple anchor sports coats. <laughs> he just. What if he's like one of the characters in The Simpsons where he opens up his wardrobe and it's all the same outfit, but like 20 of them? So he had like 20 light blue sports coats, all with little white anchors on them. Yeah. That, what will I wear today? So definitely the mayor was probably the biggest villain. Um, Such a douchebag. Because he, you know, it was all about the the money. And, Ka-ching! You know, it's beach season. What will the people do if they can't go in the water? Live. They'll just look at the water. They'll live. They'll live. They'll go on and have babies. He's like, I've got so many anchor uh, sports coats that I have to buy. So They'll get to keep their legs and intestine. Uh, those are some pretty good de- things. I think that's a good deal. You know, I don't know. Okay. I don't know who I'm more angry with in retrospect. And I was angry at the time, too. The mayor for allowing this to happen and, nay, encouraging this to happen. Or... Chief Brody? No, no, no. The people... There were two shark attacks in the course of a week. It made the news, obviously, because they had reporters there on the scene of the beach. And what happened? A whole buttload of people decided to go to the beach and hang out and just like, wonder if there's going to be sharks today. I think I'll wait for somebody to get in the water first. And then one person did just because the mayor was like, get in the water. And then they all went in like, oh, well, that one person's been fine for the last mm, 10 seconds. Let's go. Yeah, it's like how many how many people are going to have to die before people stop, you know, running on mass into the ocean with, without any abandon at all? That like, would never happen today. Like if I was a dad, I'd be like, don't even look at the water. You know, we'll drive past it. We're moving out. Don't even look at the water on the way, you know, out. But no. So, so what would you do if your kid was like, but dad, I want to go to the beach on the 4th of July. There is no beach. <laughs> 
But daddy, yes there is. This is all a dream. I'd bring out my little spingly top. This is like not ins- Inception. Inception. <laughs> See? Eh. <laughs> this fell. Therefore, we will not go back to the beach. <laughs> and I will not, you know, sacrifice you to the a-hole shark. To the a-hole shark. Or the a-hole mare. Um, and that mayor had no entourage, by the way. Like, where were his people? He just kind of, like, walked around aimlessly on the beach. Nobody seemed to know who he was or bother him or anything. The town was, like, minuscule. I mean, he had the city council meeting in, like, his... With the white picket fence? <laughs> little where, house? Where was that? It was... I, I'm about to say his office, but... Yeah. Small town. Obviously, bring, they had Chief Brody in. Um, that's a whole thing about why... Uh, a guy who's so scared of water would come and, you know, work on an island <laughs> as a chief of police. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. I don't know if it was for It's a great family. plot point and, uh, yeah. Why is it a great plot point? Because he's scared of water, but he's the chief of police that's on an just, island. That's just more like a conundrum. No, it's a great plot point. Could it be a conundrum plot point? Whatever. So, uh, what was your favorite scene in the movie, if you had to pick one? Hmm, so many good ones. Um, I always feel put on the spot when when you ask me this question, because I have to replay the entire movie in my head on fast forward. Uh, Probably... We should probably go into these conversations knowing this ahead of time. This is probably true. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Um, You mean I have to talk about it? What? I have to remember everything I saw? How about those? I don't think you fell asleep during this one. You so. act like this is a podcast. You have no excuse. No, okay. Um. Well, two scenes first. Okay. Uh, earlier on, to be honest with you, I got a kick even though I was angry and yelling at the screen. I was still uh, enjoying how all the people went in the water because you knew that there was going to be attack on the 4th of July. You knew it. Sitting on the couch or in the movie theater as the case may be. Are you about to talk about my favorite scene in the movie? I don't know. What's your favorite scene in the movie? The what? The 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 kid on the raft scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy crap! Right? You knew that somebody was going to get it. It was just a matter of whom. That scene. That's the one that got me. I remember as a kid. I remember seeing that and being like, "Okay, I'm never going to the ocean again. I'm not going in a pool. I'm not going in a lake, <laughs> a river, a small puddle. The shark might be in there and get me. But you know." The the whole that rack focus shot when um, Chief Brody finally realizes what's going on, it's yeah. like, oh crap! It's one of those shots where he's yes. like, holy crap! Yeah, I know what shot you're and talking about. He looks about. over and like all the people are playing, but right in the background, there's like a geyser of blood and this kid getting killed on his raft. That was the scariest thing. Yeah. Again, th- you know, how many years later, I'm still like, no. I don't want to go out. Have don't, you, don't put me on a raft. Have you don't been, put me on a raft, Daddy. Huh? <laughs> have you been in the ocean since? Of course I have. Even though you thought you never would? Well, I mean, as as, t- as time went on, <laughs> I read more about sharks and you know found out that they're not exactly like the shark and the a-hole opportunistic shark in Jaws who won't leave your family alone. He'll follow you, you know, everywhere. I gotta tell you, I don't even, I th- I give the shark more credit than just being opportunistic because that implies that, hey, a buffet was put in front of me, guess I'll have some. He was a, a really smart shark. He knew how to take down uh, the orca boat and... Whatever, if he would have been a smart shark, he would have 
like jumped out of the water onto Mayor McAnker sports coat dude, and taken him down. He's not Keiko. It's not Free Willy. <laughs> You're confusing your movies here. <laughs> this is not Free Keiko. Will, Free Willy never jumped onto the land like that. He jumped over like the. He like rock. flew over the kid with his hand up in the air. Well, no, he, didn't he jump over like the there was like a rock, rock bridge, rock bridge sectional wise part. But he had to survive. Yeah, he needed to be freed. He had to escape. Jaws had the whole ocean. He could have just gone away. No. Not necessarily. Didn't he come from like Louisiana? Because that's where the tiger shark was from. Because they had that license plate that they cut him open and it was from Louisiana. I don't know. Wherever he came from, he was not happy when he got there. I would be very interested to find out why these sharks, all of these sharks that weren't meant for those New York waters were all winding up there. Was it due to early onset of global warming? I don't know. Does that cause sharks to go to New York? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's why I need to know these answers. Global warming is causing all these sharks to go to New England. Well. What's there for them? It's messing up other animals in their migratory patterns. Um, so. So I, that scene was a great one. And okay. then later on yes. when um, it's like the final siege and Jaws is taking down the orca for good. Three men on a mission on yeah. the orca. Quint, Hooper, yeah, and Chief Brody. I greatly enjoyed Hooper. You were a much bigger fan of Quint than I was. I, I, you know, I didn't care too much about what happened to Quint. Really? Yeah. You didn't even like his um, his monologue about the Indianapolis and and World War One. Do you World know that's II? a true story? I didn't. Yes, that is a true story. Huh. Well, okay, maybe I have a, a smidge more respect for him now. But yeah, I just... But you didn't like him, you didn't like his character, or you didn't like the actor's portrayal of him? No, the actor was great. Okay. Uh, but now, thinking back to the character, like, I want you to know that even as I'm talking right now, I have to shut my eyes and put my hands on my face, and I can feel goosebumps on my arm. Why? Because our introduction to him was nails on a chalkboard. Oh, that's one of the best introductions to a character in any film ever. <laughs> That's where he was at the, the like the mayor's impromptu council meeting or whatever. Yeah. He just dropped in. But the guy, uh, Robert Shaw, that plays him was so good. He was. He was great in his role. But that was his introduction to me right away. Like, actually, I can handle most nails on chalkboard. It doesn't bother me. But that, I don't know. There was a way he did it. I was just like, you, I, I'm playing it in my head right now you, and I'm going to go bonkers. You can such superficial ways to hate characters. You're like, <laughs> okay. He, he put his nails on the chalkboard. I hate this guy from now on. Not from now on. He just didn't make a good first impression. <laughs> and then as the movie progressed, they were like, well, we're going to have to use Quint. And he was and so the, the antagonistic. Back, in the back of your mind, you're like, you know what, Jaws? You know who would be good for you to bite? The guy that put his, hand, his nails on the chalkboard earlier in the film. I know you're feeling me on this. Let's get rid of him now. No more chalkboard. No, yeah. Well, it wasn't just that. He was also at the first meeting and even like along their little voyage. He was so antagonistic towards Hooper for no apparent reason. Well, no, nothing was getting done. He was like the expert and, you know, uh, Mayor McAnker sports coat definitely wasn't helping <laughs> things in the matter. No, he was not. Chief Brody, you know, scared of water. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. So he was the voice of reason and he's like, you know, we got to go and get it's. I mean, it's it's Moby Dick. It's I know, pretty much I know. Moby Dick. Go. He's Captain Ab. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay, I know. Think, on the chalkboard, we got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so when he got it, I mean, I was kind of like, oh, I wanted all three of them to live. But if one of them had to get it, so I'm wait, kind of glad it's him. Your second favorite scene is him dying? <laughs> yes. That's my other favorite scene. Shut up. I hate you. Why do you hate me? For hating him. But that's your second favorite scene. <laughs> <laughs> Dichotomy. But I, I liked it because I I liked him as a character and I was sad when he... <laughs> he, he I liked him so much that his death scene was my favorite or second favorite in the movie. Well, no. As a kid, you're watching it and you're like, dude, get to the front of the boat. Like, what are you doing? You know? He's yeah, just what like, was he doing? He like almost slid down the boat in like slow motion into Jaws. Is like, Jaws, he did. Jaws is just chilling like, ah, with his mouth open. <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is not the Quint I know. Like, you wanted him to like go down fighting a little bit more than he did, I guess. I don't know. Although I really enjoyed Jaws and that's 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 the part where I was like, this is awesome. Because Jaws has this just giant mouth open and it's literally like the shark equivalent of going to the dentist when they go say, ah, he's like, ah, like waiting at the bottom. He's like shaking like the boat. Like, you know, if you... Oh my God, it's like a package of runts when you put it and you're trying to get like the last runt out. Oh no, you just called <laughs> Quinn a runt. I did. Come here, runts. It is. It's like the Jaws box. loves runts. It is. It's like that box where you slide it open. There's two flavors, one on one side and one on the other. And you're like, I think there's like two more left on this side. So you slide it open. And then like you're tapping it and you can't get a mile away. So then you just put the whole box in your mouth. Well, see, if he would have been, if 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 all three of them would have watched Shark Week before they went on this mission, they might have had a easier time of getting, because Shark Week teaches you that. Another reason why this movie should have taken place now. If you're ever in the water and a shark comes up and like tries to bite you, what do you do? I don't know. Punch him in the nose. Really? Yes. Like punch him in the nose as hard as you can. Seriously? What That's, does that do though? Does that disorient them the, or make the, them yeah. think that you're a predator too? Yeah, that disorients them. Yeah. What? I mean, don't like go walk around in the ocean wanting to test this out. <laughs> <laughs> don't go walking around. Don't go swimming around trying to punch sharks in the face. <laughs> okay, sharks. I'm here. I've got my boxing gloves. I heard I'm supposed to punch you in the nose. <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were from Jersey Shore or <laughs> from whence you came with that accent. I was trying to bring back the accent that you used talking about Savannah Smiles. <laughs> that, maybe were. that accent would be like this. All right. Hey, shark, you see here, I'm going to punch you in the nose, shark man, shark face. I'm going to punch you in the nose and you won't be able to breathe. People were obsessed <laughs> with Shark Week, dude. Like, they, I guess they loved Jaws the movie and they wanted to carry on their obsession, you know, one week a year and watch Shark Week. Because Shark Week gets, like, like, really good ratings. Is Shark Week still happening? Do they still produce it? Yes. I thought so. Yes. That's a good show. It's it's more than a show. Well, series. <laughs> Well, informative, educational. You've never seen Shark Week, have you? Yes, I have. <laughs> it's shows about sharks. All uh, week. How did you know? not know that Richard Dreyfuss was the one that was playing Hooper? I'm not really good with names of... People? I was going to say older actors. Things. But yes, people or things. Places, nouns. And so, I mean, like I looked at him and I was like... Oh, he's got kind of a cute face. I wonder what he ended up looking like older. Like, it didn't occur to me for even a second that this was Richard Dreyfuss. And then, um, real quickly to refresh my memory as to the character names, I was looking at the Wikipedia page, and it was like, Richard Dreyfuss played Hooper. And I was like, he did not. And I clicked on his name and went, oh. What else did you like Richard Dreyfuss in? I knew that he was in Mr. Holland's opus, but I never saw it. 
Just if, if if no one's ever listened to any, any of these podcasts, just know that yes, I love movies, and yes, I can geek out about movies in certain ways. But I can't geek out in certain ways that I do with Chrissy because she hasn't seen movies that I can compare this to, or I'm just as an aside. Since this podcast. What else has he been in? Because I'm sure he's been in things that I'm not obviously thinking of. Um, I, I love Close Encounters. Never saw it as a kid. Um, I had a weird obsession with Down and Out in Beverly Hills as a kid. Never saw it. See? Again. It's like, why do I... Yeah. <laughs> well, wait. His name's Richard Drivers. He did a great job. <laughs> don't go to his IMDb bay. No, don't do this. No, because I'm thinking that there's got to be something where I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. Because it's, he's more than just a name. I mean, he's been in things. He was actually... Um, he was in Piranha, the, the 3D Piranha that just came out. I haven't seen it, but reportedly he plays a very similar character to Hooper. Really? In Piranha. As a, like, haha, isn't that funny that. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at his filmography right now. Uh huh. I kid you not. Stand by. Well, no, you haven't seen that. I haven't seen any of the movies that he's in. Nothing. Mr. American President. Never saw it. What about Bob? Oh, I did see What About yes! Bob. Yes! Oh, yay! That's how I know! What About Bob? Oh, <laughs> I love What About Bob. I do too. That's the uh, only thing I've seen him in, though. I'm looking at his entire filmography of like 50 years, and that is the only thing I've seen him You have like a vendetta him against him, apparently. No, and you know what's funny? You it, hate him. No, I don't. And as I go further up, it says that he attended uh, Cal State Northridge, so he is an <laughs> alumni of my university. All right. Well, we'll have to watch some more of his at a later date. Yeah, I feel I feel badly. Richard Dreyfus. if you ever listen to this podcast, I apologize. I'm sorry. I like you. I just don't know your movies. He doesn't care about you. <gasps> he doesn't have to care about me. I can still apologize to the man. Okay. Um. So what would you explain the mass appeal? Like, obviously this was a movie that started the, the blockbuster craze yeah, of summer. summer in Hollywood. What do you attribute, like, why do you think it was so successful? What did it, you know? Well, it... It spoke to the everyman um, as far as our fears are concerned. It wasn't so far out where you go, this is never going to happen to me. Like, there are certain movies where, you know, like Aliens Land, and you go, oh, it's a possibility. Yeah, life on another planet. But, like, this is never going to actually happen. But who doesn't go swimming? Who doesn't go to the beach? Chrissy? Uh, I go to the beach. I just don't go swimming in the ocean. Okay. So... You know, it's scared, I think, like you were saying earlier, a whole generation of people. And it was, to them anyway, a real fear. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's just something exciting about that in a scary way. You know, like a train wreck where you can't look away. It's kind of like that where they're like, oh, wow, this totally incites a fear within myself. And yet I can't tear my face away like and I have to see it again and you know like you were saying a whole generation of kids probably are like I don't want to go in the water after that yeah so that that to me explains that and also um you know Spielberg is a genius at storytelling so it's easy to get caught up in in the story and uh all of that so the combination is very um what's the word I'm looking for not oh I can't think of the word but it, it's inviting got it yeah do you agree or disagree? Yes, I would agree. 
Do you th how do you think it would be different if they made it today, if it had never been made the first time around? Because I would never say ever, ever, ever to remake it. That would be so stupid. But I'm saying if it had never been made in the first place. Um, well, today they would have showed the shark a lot more than they did. Yeah. Um, obviously what happened on this one was uh, the, the sharks that they made kept malfunctioning, which caused... You know, I guess it was like a 59-day shoot, or it was supposed to be a 59-day shoot. Like 159? Yeah, like yeah. ballooned Insane. into that. So on the job, I guess Spielberg made the idea to say, okay, if it's breaking down, let's not show it that much, and it'll be a slow burn, and we'll build up, you know. Which, which, which ended smart. up which ended up being the smartest thing he did, pretty much. Yeah. That with the, um, the John Williams score, Great. which only played in the movie when the shark was actually near, you know, not as like a throwaway scare, like, oh, he might be near. Oh, you're it, right. It, it only played when he was actually near. I didn't even notice that. So, you know, if you were a kid and you heard the jaw score, like, at the grocery store, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, which aisle is he down? Like, get away from the granny apples! Get away! No, just no! Exactly. We know, like stores like Pavilions now, um, they actually do play sound effects for the produce. If you're in the produce section and you hear what sounds like thunder in the distance, that means they're about to turn on the sprayers onto the produce to make them all nice and wet. And what in the world? Yeah, I've, I've never experienced this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thunder in the produce section. Yeah, the, I, I'll never forget. It started um, when I was a teenager, still living in Valencia, and I'm and I'm in at the Valencia Pavilions, and I'm going in the produce section, and I hear thunder, and I'm like thunder and a second later like all the produce is being sprayed and i'm like oh that's cool and it became like a thing i actually i kid you not i started shopping at pavilions i chose to drive like an extra mile to go to pavilions just because i thought that was neat it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard no that they definitely do not still do this yeah they do i've been to pavilions i've never heard thunder i will take you to pavilions next time we're, we're out there this is crazy talk. It's great. So that made me think just now. I was like, what if they did that and then one day they decided just to mess with everybody and instead of playing Thunder, they started playing the Jaws theme. Like you're getting your broccoli and you hear dun 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 I just start running. I'm like, you know, like. You're running at an incredible rate. Wind sprints through pavilions to get away from the broccoli shark or whatever. The broccoli shark. Yeah. Nice. So how how long do you think um, till this movie is in, inevitably remade, given the reboot? Because oh, there's been talk. There was some weird talk a couple years ago about really? Universal wanted to do like a a reboot, but it be more humorous. And I, I was like, "There's no way that's true. That's well, that's a terrible idea." I was going to say, I hope it doesn't happen in my lifetime. To be honest with you, because it, it's just there are certain things you can't really touch, and even when you have the same people involved. I think a good example is, you know, although I don't like them, I see the value in the Star Wars movies. And when George Lucas decided to go make some prequels, like, you know, the product was not nearly as good as, you know, the original three. And I feel like this would be the same thing, except so much worse, because Spielberg's smart enough to not get involved in something like this. I don't know. There was that last Indiana Jones, so. Oh, that was such a disaster. How, um, how, if you... At what age would you let your kid watch Jaws? Ten. Ten? Yeah. How old were you when you saw it? I don't know. Definitely younger than ten. You saw a lot of things when you were really young that make me question, like, 
what happened in North Carolina? Like, were people just like, put Justin in front of the movie. He likes that sort of thing. What's this Jaws thing? No, Justin was like, <laughs> uh, like, hey, can I read more books? Can I watch these movies? Oh my God, I heard, I read about this movie. I've got to watch it. Blah, 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 blah. No, I know that you were, you were a fantastically intelligent kid. But what, what I, w- year? I, w- I wanted to wait make movies when I was a kid, so of course right. I wanted to watch as many as I could. But did your parents ever give pause as to which movies you were? I was going very, to see? very overbearing with them on that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I will see this. I will. Or I just like just lie. Like this is not Jaws. Like put like a piece of tape over it. This is my little unicorn my favorite movie can i watch this again and again sure justin loves my favorite unit or whatever <laughs> and then i'd go and like watch it and come back and my eyes would be like you know oh my gosh <laughs> so you'd snow them basically and then be scarred for life yes and they'd be like what scarred you son the unicorn it only i mean i watched it and then i i read more about sharks and i wasn't as, as scared or scarred by it but did you have friends who were really scarred or scared? Were you, or were you the only scarred? Kid, scarred? Uh huh. Or were you the only kid who was really watching the sort of stuff that that you knew of anyway? I mean, I didn't go around and take like a poll or something. <laughs> but you didn't discuss it with your friends, like, dude, you guys see Jaws? I saw Jaws. I'm so scared. I don't remember. I was, you know, like I said, I was a huge nerd about movies anyway. So I know. I don't think any was anybody was as geeky or nerdy about them as I was. Or maybe they were, but they just weren't as vociferous. Maybe. Or they didn't talk about it with me. Right. Okay. Hence vociferous. Vociferous. That's a good word. Vociferous. But yeah, Jaws was a huge, like, huge milestone movie for me, as as, uh, Jurassic Park was, you know. That was another good one. In a similar way, years later. Yeah. And see, that was more of my generation, and I was into Jurassic Park. Although, I have to say, to this day, although it was a great movie and kind of a milestone in filmmaking, I don't think it deserved as much of the hype as it got. Hype, yes, but they made that out to be like, wow, look at this movie about dinosaurs, wow. Chrissy's not easily pleased, I guess. No, I'm just, I actually am easily impressed. I just don't understand why some people play things up to be like the second coming of film. Uh huh. I don't get it. Comes from the girl whose favorite movies are. That was the best movie of all time. <laughs> Every movie that I love is the best movie of all time. <laughs> there will be no arguments. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Well, um, there is a, you know more. There's a Jaws two, a Jaws three, Jaws three D, and a Jaws four. So we'll. Ugh. There's there's more to come. But no, but none of them involved Spielberg or the original team. I know, but we can still talk about them. The, the, actually, I'm very interested to see what you think about three and four. Um, three because it's in it was it was in 3D right. at the time. Red blue and it's 3D. at like a water park like SeaWorld. Seriously? And the fourth one is even dumber, and it's got Michael Caine, and it's considered I love to be Michael Caine. It's, it's considered to be one of the worst movies of all time. <gasps> so you know we have to watch that one. My, oh, I'll watch that like okay. now. But, but I'm I'm just really happy that you finally watched this one because I've been uh, trying, you've been harping on it. I, no, I've been trying to get you to watch it for a while. Yeah, you have been. And that's the whole point of this podcast is to you, watch you know all these movies you've never seen. Before. You have a long attention span, Mister Winters. Yes, I do. Thank you for making me watch this. Oh, no problem. Well, so, um, Jaws. 
Yeah. 1975, what's your final grade that you My give it? My verdict? Yeah. For this one, I'm going to go to the letter grade scale, and I'm going to give it an A-. minus. Got it. That's pretty respectable. That is a respectable grade, because uh, there's not much that I would change about it, to be honest with you. This, so. This came out eight years before you were born, so... Way to tell everybody how old I am. No, I'm just giving you a perspective for people who don't know how old you are. Five, six, seven, eight... I'm probably more like eight and a half because it was summer and I'm born in November. Yeah. Yeah. You think your mom's seen this movie? Oh, yeah, for sure. But at no point she's like, you know what? You don't have to see this, Chris, because it might scare the poop out of you. No, because at the time she was like, you don't want to swim in the ocean because I once got stung by a jellyfish and I was paralyzed and then there was like an undercurrent that took me and I was out and I almost drowned. And you never want to go in a river or lake because it is a cesspool for bacteria. Do you know what's going to grow on your skin or up your, you know what? She's never one to exaggerate your mom, is she? So I was in the ocean and then these four sharks that came at me and I had to pull out the nunchucks and then I did like a a whirly thing with the nunchucks and then a helicopter came down and picked me up but but the shark jumped up and like tried to bite the helicopter. You ever seen that picture of the helicopter with like the shark jumping out of the water at it? No. Yeah. This it's a doctored photo, but it's famous. Go look on the internet, um, of a helicopter over like the ocean with like the um the ladder coming down and someone's like being lifted up and like the sharks like jumping out of the water. Maybe it was Free Willy again. It's 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 a fake photo, but it's pretty interesting. It's, it's Keiko. It's Keiko. He's back. It's free Did they make a free willy too? I think they made three free wheelies. We might have to put that on our podcast. How too. many? How many times did Willie need to be freed? <laughs> it's kind of like kind of like prison break. Like once you break out of prison, don't go back, Willie. Yeah, isn't that kind of done? Yeah, you would think. Free you, free me, Willie. Poor Keiko went crazy at Sea World. That's. Sad. I know it's very sad. Well, Sea World's a whole other thing. Everyone watched The Cove. The Cove is a great documentary. I thought of The Cove a few times during this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go watch The Cove. It'll make you think differently about all this. All right. Well, it's been it's been real. It's been fun. Yay! Go to Twitter. Follow Justin at Justin Winters, or you can follow me at K-R-I-S Winters. And Justin's website is DudeManFatPHAT.com. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys, in our, you know, cinematic journey. <laughs> and what a journey it continues to be. <laughs> Everyone go to pavilions and hear some thunder. Broccoli. Thunder. Fuck the shark. Okay. And peace out.